If you're looking for a place on the internet to be overly edgy or get that rise out of people, Xbox isn't the place for you, which is, first of all, worth a fucking picture. It's just yeah. not some, even fucking someone, close to someone reality. Someone this guy's mom. Credit where it's due. Kotaku is definitely a, a media entity that I definitely rag on. But, you know, if you enable someone like Cecilia D'Anastasio to do work like this, that is thorough, riveting, and kind of, like some of the only investigative work in esports, uh, more power to you. I'm willing to deal with all the bad, yeah. weird uh, Smash players have too much BO takes that you've got. If I think that was gonna, also her. Yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> no, that's, that's, so that's the thing about journalism hey, is you got to no, do stupid bullshit. Look, she's for speaking your, truth your to esports power, yeah. and and sometimes we have to take our licks too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and if it means that we get things like this, hats the fuck off. Great work. So, um, can I do a quick like summary of the article? Yeah. yeah. So this is uh, Cecilia D'Anastasio, Shady Numbers and Bad Business Inside the Esports Bubble. Um, And it goes over some things that I I think we here and also people likely listening to this intuitively felt, but, you know, also felt like we might be gaslighting ourselves into, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, I don't know. Sometimes we want it to be good, but we also feel like what's happening is a little falsified. Right. And, and, um... It's just like we look and we say, I don't see a clear way that any of this makes money or any of this makes sense, but maybe someone else knows, you know, it's entirely possible. And a lot of people will do a lot of work to tell you that someone else does know. Um, And largely what this article posits is that that isn't true. Um, So it's, it's very affirming to me to know that actually like my, my doubts have not been misplaced. Um, And so, yeah, a lot of things that I think we knew, but are very happy to see confirmed um such as that uh a lot like twitch inflates its views well yeah. i didn't that's yeah. the interesting new thing zoo is, isn't um credible I didn't, metrics i didn't know that i didn't know any of that stuff like my thing was always like esports is overvalued for its current viewership on the idea that it's a growth platform but what this says is not only is that true but also a lot of the viewership we're seeing now a huge yeah. amount of it is actually potentially 66% of it yeah that no one is Roughly. engaged with and that you sh- like it's fraudulent to sell the sponsors and um, what it kind of doubles over which is something that I've been worried about for since the genesis of corporate esports and this wave like if we're going to talk about like uh, feminism and black metal both having waves this is probably the third wave of esports ultimately like yeah. there was like a yeah. 90s birth and a two the twenty aughts MLG second coming, and this is the third wave of esports. And this one is the most corporate. And the problem that I've always suspected with that is that there's not going to be any transparency because everybody's in the corporate system of it. Every company that owns the games, owns the streams, owns the means. There's no incentive for them to be forthright about their numbers if they're not going to push growth further. Which, which means hilarious. they can lie and get away with it until something falls the fuck apart. Right. Exactly. And what that thing is, is like, we'll all see. But like, I mean, Slasher said, like, I've lived through two esports bubbles bursting. And his conclusion to that was bizarrely, um, which makes me confident right. this isn't yeah. one, which is not how sort of, financial yeah. bubbles 
are known to work. I mean, the the thing that's tough about it is I think because the the means in all avenues are owned by the same folks. You know, if if Twitch is working together with like Riot and like they're making all the games and they're also throwing all the tournaments. Right. There's no point in that chain of corporations where like there's a regular person involved who can be like actually these numbers are fake yeah because no one's the, the corporations here exactly no one's incentivized to not about it. blow up the numbers yeah yep. and there's no oversight oh of course not um because they they do their own oversight and i think we all know from the police how well yep. doing your own oversight goes yeah and i think what's frustrating about this is that we're seeing the esports the industry the esports industry um mimic industries that are already just completely toxic and problematic and that we all loathe as leftists just doing what the financial sector does and working completely on spec doing what the media industry does and just working on a startup boom bust wave based uh angel investor nonsense mechanic like all of these things that are and bad, doing what the sports quick, industry dirty does money. Yeah. by being the sports industry. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like they take all of the worst aspects of every industry and just roll them into one. Yep. And it's it's going to be cool. And everyone's still high on it because it's new and hot and hasn't imploded again yet. Yeah. But here, here we fucking are. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And then there's been like a range of... Not really. There has not been a range of responses to this article. Um, Slasher, to his credit, has uh, commented briefly on it on Cheddar Esports. Um, and he said that, no, I don't think this is a bubble. Um, not a lot of more content than that. So, um, but I'll give him, I'll give him props for actually responding to it because most of the, most of the talking heads I saw, most of the reporters or consultants, uh, just won't touch it with a 10 feet pole. And one of the most fundamental questions I've always had about all of this sort of stuff is like, do, are these guys in the Kool-Aid or are they selling some, or, or do they know they're selling bullshit? Um, and the fact that rather than, uh, you know, go off on Twitter, you know, have a straight meltdown may about this kind of shit. They, they would rather just not touch it with a 10 foot pole makes me think it's all completely cynical and they know. And that's what's, that's, what's wild about it that they won't touch it because they're kind of operating on a more 2008 centric hubris where mm-hmm. you can kind of distance yourself from things and there isn't a 24 hour news cycle and it isn't all consuming. Like it's 2019. You can't run from this. Like, well, and I've- if we're talking about alarms that this article raises something that is initially alarming is uh, when you look at the first example of inflated Twitch viewers, which I think is the most alarming part of this because it implicates Twitch. It implicates the major games and it implicates um, a scam that is so easy to run that one can assume that other companies are running it like curse did. Um, When we look at magic, the gathering who are the first example of um, view inflation, we can wave that off and say that magic isn't necessarily an esport really and that magic has its own just pile of mistakes errors and mismanagements <laughs> that it has to deal with but where that gets dialed up and credit to Celia for putting this at the end after magic is that overwatch league did this yeah and overwatch league is the golden pony overwatch league is the one that's pouring all the money into it and overwatch apparently is the one that is tripling its fucking viewership with throttles from uh, the bottom of gamepedia which doesn't surprise me because I know a lot of people who play Overwatch and I don't really... I know like two people that watch Overwatch. Um, yep. 
yeah. I don't know. It just never really. I mean, it's hard because I live in I live in such a bubble of uh, you know weird melee luddites. So I don't know if anything I like know is indicative of anything. Yeah, I don't want to yuck anybody's yum, but it just I don't see the hype that Overwatch League builds itself as matching the reality that anyone is experiencing with it, and that's alarming from a a standpoint of making esports a viable sustainable thing because then you're effectively conning your investors scaring them all away do you do you think it's like d do you think the blame is decentralized enough that like because it's it's possible that sponsors like you know the, the the industry becomes toxic and they don't want to deal with it but like you were saying like it's worrying because twitch is involved which implies that like twitch is going to get taken down for fraud but like no twitch is logging viewers from embedded streams which isn't inherently wrong it's just yeah. misleading to present those as actual viewership to a sponsor but that's not what twitch is doing yeah maybe i don't know they're probably also doing that. i'm not positing that twitch is complicit in a crime but i am uh, positing that Twitch is complicit in a manipulation that could blow up in theirs and everybody else's face. Right. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that like, because it's technically like people tuning into a thing, they can sort of throw up their hands and be like, right. well, we didn't know. Yeah. Like, I think that there's a very large amount of plausible deniability that's enabled by this type of thing because Twitch doesn't run the websites that put embedded Twitch streams on it. Like speedrun.com has an embedded Twitch stream for like various speedrun streams on the homepage and Twitch has no part in that. So it's very, very easy if you're Twitch, even if you're reporting inflated numbers to say, well, these numbers may be inflated but we're not the ones who inflated like, them. And also then for a curse to say, we aren't the ones who control what counts as a viewer because Twitch does actually have quite tight controls over what gets counted as a viewer. Exactly. Cause I remember there's a point where if you had a tab that you weren't in, but that the music and the music wasn't playing that you would, but if the stream was on, it would get counted as a viewer. And mm -hmm. there was a point at which that stopped happening and you had to have the site muted or the tab muted, but the sound on if you wanted to leave a stream in the background to get a view. Yeah. So, so it's basically like, you know, tw Twitch has the ability Gerrymandering what counts as a viewer and what doesn't is technically a clean activity yeah. that they can use to inflate viewership or not, but it doesn't implicate them in anything tangible right. or, or yeah. like gotcha-able. That's clearly the result of just some board meeting yeah. where they decided, okay, we need to figure out what our numbers are um, to like sell ads and stuff. Um, but these people aren't engaging and therefore they're well, not actually, seeing the ads. I think it's, yeah, it's the opposite because in those cases, they have to pay individual people for ad views. Whereas when it comes to something like the Overwatch League, I don't think they are paying the Overwatch League for their viewership at that point. They are paying Overwatch League for the rights to broadcast it, and both of them mutually are invested in having as high viewership as possible. Exactly. So, so there's there's sort of two cases here where when someone is tabbed out of your stream and you are a Twitch partner, like you're a speedrunner or you're like a you're a gamer. Yeah, you're a gamer. You're an elite gamer on Twitch who has subscribers, right? They want to deflate those numbers to minimize how much they pay to your local streamer that you're subbed to but they want to inflate the views from things where the revenue is going to them or things where 
you know, they're, they're not having to pay out to, and to it the is interesting that they can very, even more directly gerrymander viewership through literally just the front page. And, uh, the fact that there is an algorithm on, uh, the directory where it doesn't actually show you what the most viewed thing is. Um, so it does have its own ability to like, you know, like I'm not saying that this isn't as sinister as straight, this is straight up fraud, but it does have the ability to influence, uh, what gets viewership and what doesn't. So the million thing that this piece does really well is uh, bring up Nielsen, which is the rating system that uh, TV was built on, which is also its own set of complete bullshit that doesn't make any sense, is completely outmoded and fell apart sometime in the 70s, but we're still pretending it matters. Right? So what Nielsen did to determine viewership at one point was give a special remote that tracked your TV usage to some extent to house to stereotypical households and like only a few thousand in the entire U S. So like, right. It's like, let's say it's 1975. There are 30 million TV owners. There's a TV in every home in America and every nuclear family has one. So you count a TV that watches it's a sample size. Yeah. That watches the idea. It's a sample size, but it's also something that isn't, meaningfully indicative of the how long you're watching something who's in the room watching it because it's only counting the one remote you don't actually know if all four kids are in there watching it the husband's asleep the wife's watching it because she wants to at the time they're and fucking, obviously they're not watching yeah, yeah they're in the kitchen and now cooking it's a roast 2019 and everything's completely decentralized everyone listens to completely different music looks at different memes and watches different shows and we're still talking about nielsen partnering with whoever the fuck to determine how esports viewership should be tabbed out and they already have their dramatic foil in twitch who can pick and choose and like you said gerrymander what constitutes a viewer when and where to suit them and at least nielsen was an impartial third party getting advertisers the information they need to sponsor things effectively uh, there's no Nielsen middleman here. Like Twitch is trying to be Nielsen itself, and so is any. So is Nuzu, who apparently aren't doing a very good job of it either, because it behooves them to gin up an industry that's booming and say it's booming uh, exponentially harder than we thought it was. Yeah, and and any amount of ratings tracking that's done by Twitch is going to be done to Twitch's benefit in any way that it can. Mm-hmm. You know, it, if it can be twisted to better suit twitch twitch is gonna do that because they run it like again it's like there's no oversight yeah, yeah. i mean this is an amazon-led company it's like you know we yeah it's like we, we investigated <laughs> oh, ourselves I, we always and, forget that don't we? Yep. yeah and, and there are like uh maybe three or four um employees from the original twitch mm-hmm. in any position of power left and that is not a lot it's just blur yeah it's Blur. No one else. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, I said the name. I don't even hate Blur. You said that the name. No, if you're listening that's to Phil's this, thing. yeah, that's Phil's uh, thing. Abdicate the throne of melee, please, and thank you. Um, it I would agree be great. With that, but you know. yeah, Blur. His Blur is my slasher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So we're gonna do um, first ever. Uh, Red Gamer, team red reading team. series. Make sure this person is on Twitter and sucks because I bet they Ian do. Miles Chong. He didn't write it. What? Who who is this? Um, he's someone who also has. What's uh, his name? Alexander Hall, which is too vague of. Oh, a, I think I've seen that person around, and they're a, a yeah. schmuck. So he's voting. He's writing for a thing called Human Events, 
Damn. And I think Ian Miles Chong is related because um, his stuff has been uh, juxtaposed with this very recently. But anyway, here's the here's the smash hit article that we're going to read and enjoy today. Um, it's under the cultural the culture section on human events, and it's called "The Left Is at War Over One Last Conservative Cultural Bastion: Colon Gaming." Damn. Yes, gaming, the cultural conservative bastion. Well, he's yeah. right. He's right, he's right but doing. not for the reason that he thinks. No, that's what we're doing now. We're, we are the left, and we are doing a war on gaming. Yeah. That's true. So, damn. Got so, us. he got us, and he, here's how he got us. So, many gamers know that the fight to defend geek culture is oh, another yes. essential front in the culture war. It would be easy for conservatives to throw their hands up and say, game over. Nice pun, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Let the left win and make gaming into another safe space. So, I mean, right off, right out the gate, this is just the umpteenth chapter in the culture war, which is something conservatives obsess about because they don't have anything better to deal with. No, it's because like, they've won the political war. Yeah. yeah, like over dinner, we were all stressing about how to end the housing crisis in America. And these guys are like, we can't give up the trenches in um, parental controls and gaming. Yeah, which well, is going to be what cool this is that he's, he's like, uh, we can't let games be a safe space so any opinion that isn't mine needs to be kept out yeah like i think the thing i'm most jazzed about is that this guy is correct in the sense that gaming is the forefront of conservative like young people's Mm. communities it's just not inherent to gaming it's because of gamers right is this a good time to bring up since we all know about this, we might as well bring it up now before we start here. Um, the the legend of um, a local NYC Melee player who quit the scene, and among his reasons listed <laughs> oh, yes, for quitting dude. the scene. Oh my god! All right, so once upon a time, there was um, um, a HuffPost hyperlib Hillary sycophant um he's who's participant. Very, he's very friendly. Yeah, he's a very nice and boy. Someone but that I ultimately like. Online persona. He was a very sweet boy, but his online persona was a lunatic Hillary supporter. Yes. Like a lunatic, uh, over-the-top lib. Like, I remember distinctly a tweet saying, this is about Hillary's honor. And the tweet was from 2017. So that's, that's where that person's head's at. So anyway, they, dramat- <laughs> they dramatically posted that they were selling all of their Melee, worldly Melee possessions in our Melee group. And... Uh, Beverly Thick Weenus never notched uh, reached out and was like why are you selling all your stuff and you knew as soon I knew as soon as you asked that he was like I'm glad you asked here's seven paragraphs <laughs> he, he said I'm glad he, did, you yeah, he, he had did. that shit in the chamber waiting for someone to go oh why are you leaving it was already so he typed could, up it was already in his copy paste just yeah. write stuff in medium and then copy paste it out so he uh, released a litany of grievances and personal issues with his uh, participation in melee and the the, the the capstone the final one was that lastly um, fascism isn't going to fight itself and every moment I spend in this basement playing games with gamers uh, distracts me from that whatever the hell, right? Which is A, uh, just hilarious on so many levels, and B, uh, just absolutely blind on a level that we all immediately snuffed out. We're like, if you, like you said, like gaming is a frontier on the battle against fascism because it is a place where young men mostly are radicalized because it's such a weird place where they can get angry about stuff and find like-minded people who can poison them. Yeah. And this is 
if you give a shit about fighting fascist fascism and the circles you run in and contain gamers, that's where you fight it. Yeah, yeah, that's where absolutely. you fight it. You don't I need mean, to be on the street trying to antifa punch pundits. Like your energy is best used right fucking there. Your the um. 4chan is given probably too much credit to the election of Trump, but it is a thing that in our thing, in our uh, mission to uh, obfuscate any blame gaming has in anything, uh, it is often overlooked that the modern neo-reactionary movement of the United States uh, did coalesce first in Gamergate um, about three to four years before it did um, in uh, current politics, which isn't to say that conservatism isn't inevitably linked to that. Like, I'm not letting anyone, you know, get off here. But, uh, you know, we can't pretend that, like, gaming isn't a space where this stuff festers. And it festers in young people, which is the most alarming thing because conservatism seems like a grandpa game because no one cool would ever like it. But all these kids are uncool, so they're just fucking right there, waiting to be waiting to be uncool. Yeah. Well, and I think it's or like already being uncool, and then just finding right, which and then finding somebody to blame. For yeah, it. that's the thing. I mean, you know, I don't know about you guys, but like I've been on 4chan before, in and you know, I was on there in like 2008. You know, um, and I think the thing is that like people who sort of figured out that it was whack left. Um, you know, the people who were in deep enough and who were angry enough stayed behind and and those are sort of the people who formed this new reactionary movement and it makes sense that the people who are being drawn into it aren't really a different type of person than they used to be or anything like that it's just like now just when you does when you're a them. nerd yeah. and you go into nerd spaces the people who have been there since forever ago who are still there, who are like the most angry, the most evil people um, are the ones who you meet when you go. Mm. And it, it's, it's, it's very much a community issue where the, it's like how the way that people socialize with one another changes over time as people enter and leave the social group. Mm. Um, and it's not something like, it's something that's always been there in the sense that like the way humans socialize with one another has always been there. But it's just like, it self-selects for badness. Yeah, it's like an MMO. The person who puts the most hours into it tends to have a significant advantage. And the people who invest the most social capital into a a forum like 4chan are usually the most captivating, have the most wild shit to say. And it kind of builds all that up. Yeah, no, and it's the same way, like, yeah, the culture of any given thing is kind of set by, like, the people who have been there the longest. Um, I, I also think it's, like, and part of the reason it's, be- it's like, because gamers are young, and the reason it's so specifically neo-reactionary instead of just, like, uh, run-of-the-mill conservative in, like, the past sense is largely because of, like, the failure of, and this is, like, obviously going to be a lot broader, but, like, the failure of uh, lowercase l liberalism has left you know no one no one believes that it's it's impossible to square the idea that say everyone is equal with um american foreign policy or the way the media you know it's impossible to square these two things and the the natural outcomes of this are either that uh you become a communist um or 
that, or at least, you know, some sort of light socialist and, you know, fiercely critical of, uh, the, the American empire, um, or you conclude that actually there are people who are better than other people and you swing full fascist, um, which is why I think that Generation Z specifically is either just completely politically disengaged or fiercely polarized. There are, I've never met someone under the age of like 16 who had political thoughts that weren't either like, straight eat the rich or straight like murder just straight ethnostate advocacy i'm gonna at least get the article started here yeah that's fair so while there are these powerful influential psychotic people in places like 4chan and deep within the gaming community YouTube. um yeah gaming youtube is honestly the biggest thing oh yeah the the people who are writing these articles the ian miles chongs and the alexander halls are absolute brain dead chuds who are just kind of aping desperate interpretations of the ideology they're trying to peddle and uh, yeah because they're still trying to grift it and like no these guys yeah these guys have to get paid and those guys like the people we're talking about in like yeah deep in those spaces those are those are believers gamers are facing a new threat worse than any monster they've ever encountered legacy media companies are trying to ruin online gaming (laughs) claiming it can be a recruitment tool for right-wing terrorists which um that is what call of duty is but but also that or not right-wing terrorists yeah like the it's it's not really a journalism yeah, it's definitely right. an op-ed interpretation of reality because it's just making a lot of shit up well i mean yeah. you do you do sort of get people saying that like gaming like and I, I do think there's been studies and actually i think that people who like shoot up mosques or whatever are actually less likely to be gamers uh than your average thing and i think that's actually just because they're even more socially isolated like at least gamers have like you know their own vapid ilk like something excuse for a community they're not totally willing to throw their lives away in the way a mass shooter is yeah um because they have their clan yeah because they do actually have like a thing they engage with and you know um and that's not a very healthy way of engaging with it a lot of the time but like um but at the same time like you you do have you know there is kind of a thing where it's like yes but also like i don't necessarily blame the games themselves like call of duty is definitely like an agent of american empire and like we'll definitely advocate for that but it's not going to advocate for any sort of insurrectionism right-wing insurrectionism but that is like actual game gaming communities will be like that yeah it's the players who are recruiting not gaming itself like a lot of the people making these games are pretty woke Yeah. yeah gaming is corporate and it behooves modern corporations as we are here in pride month dealing with the most annoying facet of it that corporations love to embrace the thing that is now lucrative and what is now lucrative is kind of giving a shit about the safety of your users and keeping them from becoming a Sith at the very least. Yeah, I mean, you're pretending to to be supportive of LGBT people as well, but you're at least putting that forward publicly so you have like a leg to stand on. Microsoft Xbox chief Phil Spencer just released new measures to make video gaming quote-unquote promote and protect the safety of all from the quote-unquote toxic stew of hate speech bigotry and misogyny the announcement ostensibly written by spencer reads more like social justice stream of consciousness than corporate pr the term safe and safety appeared no less than 17 times in the brief post that is pr yeah that, yeah that that is, that's what pr, PR is what yeah. is he talking about the, yeah the man's a fool and will um presumably continue to unveil his own 
just like Hall or the Microsoft guy? Both. I mean, mostly Hall in this case. Mostly Hall. Yeah, like I mean, dumbing down your interactions online to what Nintendo does, where you can just do like woo or like same thing with like Rocket League, for example, where you can type, but like there's like the canned interactions, like yeah, is fine, but then it stops genuine connection from happening. Which no, I I had to take one of the. If I had to have both, then I want to have the ability to like make a friend playing a game. Yeah, me too. That's what it's all about. I there's so much dicking around that. You know what I mean? It's, also, yeah. then, like again, about. you still have all the that just made like there's still all the Nazis. They're just on Reddit instead of talking in your game chat. Yeah, yeah. there's no or, or they have this. a Discord, which exactly. is even scarier because then they're like. And that what you guys are saying makes it the perfect thing for a alt right chud to act like it's a genuine pivotal moment in the culture war when it really is more or less utterly meaningless. But that's the perfect thing, and that's what conservatives love to wail about is meaningless shit. So. um well, yeah, and again, I still think that's mostly because they don't have anything to worry about politically. <laughs> like, they have control of uh, all three branches of government. Why? They don't have anything else to talk about. I mean, these guys are always only going to talk about culture war bullshit because they're nerds and they don't know anything about politics. But like, it makes sense that this is all they're going to whinge about because yeah, the fuck other problems do they have? They're they're solved. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So like, they're um he he, he brings up this quote twice in the first like 100 lines of the goddamn thing uh that the xbox community people said if you're looking for a place on the internet to be overly edgy or get that rise out of people xbox isn't the place for you which is first of all work of fucking fiction it's just yeah, not some, even fucking someone, close to someone reality. fucked this guy's mom and, and, and he's just been salty ever since yeah, yeah just, like, literally the house that saying the n-word as a white person was built on was, was microsoft what? xbox i'm pretty sure the number of n-words said by even just white yeah. people on, on xbox live like outnumbered the times the word the was used on the platform <laughs> paul follows by going it didn't explain what overly edgy means and we all anyone who's ever played xbox knows overly edgy means the goddamn n-word <laughs> means the n-word Me, yeah, yeah. Well, well, xbox or, live, or yeah. The, it's either that or mom fucking yeah it's one of the two yeah, yeah, because you yeah. yell like, the N word on the headset, yeah, and then you saying. send them the message after the game saying "I fuck your mother." Yes, yeah, it yeah. was it was the it was the true combo of early combo. Xbox yeah. Live. It, 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 it links into itself. Blaming games and gamers is hardly new, but this is a drastic escalation from Gamergate to marking gamers as potential right wing terrorists again. Um, smart man genius writer it keeps bringing up this right wing terrorist thing, which I think is mostly his own invention, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, also, the, like, is it we that know, big a deal? The, the country doesn't even Pe- recognize right-wing terrorism as a concept yet, and right. suddenly we're um, going to further lengths to legislate against right-wing terrorists than we do loot boxes? I think not, mm, sir. No, but also, like, I mean, like, okay, like, even that is giving him the premise that, like, you know, we all want to say, like, actually, no, gaming isn't that big a deal. He's just being silly. But, like, no, I actually do think that, like, like, Gamergate was some serious shit. Like, people, yeah. people fucking left their houses and shit. Yeah. Like, I I uh, I was working at a publishing company um and I like uh we got an interview with Zoe Quinn because she was pitching her book and like we were just talking to her about that experience I I read the 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 manuscript and it's like holy shit what a bunch of absolute monsters I don't think it's that far of a stretch of all yeah like and these are like people who in theory experience bullying and get radicalized just paying it back in kind a thousand times over to just hyper focused targets I don't even know if they get like I don't even. even Dude, I think, like, I think in it's, theory. it's a perceived... I mean, because so, some people absolutely do get bullied. 
but not no, for gaming. Not Everyone because games. they're a gamer. Yeah. Yeah, like, but they're taking something maybe they experienced in their life. I am making a sweeping generalization. I don't even so. hear. I don't know, but that's the thing. I don't even hear young kids these days talk about being bullied that much. Yeah, I mean, bullying is a real I problem. I think that's a thing that we project onto them mostly. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I think it's something they project onto themselves because yes. it's not that because okay, it's not being bullied. It's not it's getting not, laid. It's not being bullied. It's not getting laid. But also, it's just like experiencing social isolation and feeling like an outcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people will that sort of feels like bullying to a lot of people and that's kind of like valid and on the surface yeah because yeah, like, you see so much stuff telling you that bullying's bad and that everyone's bullied that you like kind of like internalize it that you're like yeah I'm that you're like well the, yeah these people are treating me poorly because i'm just ignored yeah and that feels bad but there is i do think it is interesting um, but i think that's what most of these people are are yeah. talking about um, it, you know, that's what incels are talking about. That's what all these folks are talking about. But when this stuff gets written about or talked about by people our age or even older, it does get projected into in this idea that like everyone's being bullied. But if you look like at the meme, if you do a, a cultural investigation of like the memes these people are creating, like, okay, if you like look at the Chad versus Virgin meme in it's like an ironic conception, um, Chad never does anything yeah chad does not person. bully his, the virgin his, his thing is existing and like the problem they have a fundamental like issue with hi- like hierarchy which like i can sympathize with but again it's like i don't know if these kids are being bullied maybe they are yeah Ch- chad is not a bully he's the person who has the things that they don't have yes this is a meandering thing but uh it wraps itself up really brilliantly okay just cool. just fantastic work so um, other outlets have followed suit. The Washington Post has condemned gamer culture as a source of toxicity, including racism, misogyny, and death threats. NPR wrote an article I think, claiming... I uh, Zabeda wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I mean... All right, so NPR wrote an article claiming right-wing hate groups are using oh, video games to recruit new members. Um, yeah, I mean, okay. they're, they're doing Congress, that. Yeah, they are doing that. They're doing well, I'm that. getting to where he... You know, I mean, we're also doing that in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the... Game recognized game. So in this piece, in this portion of what I'm working towards here, he's um, acknowledging that media outlets are accusing gamer culture of being a place where racism, toxicity, and death threats happen, which there's a wealth of evidence that that is literally the case. So bringing it up, quoting it like it's fake is mm-hmm. yeah, it's in, good. ineffective. So then in a later interview with Vox, she derided right-wing gamers for wanting to enjoy life as unapologetic white males and for wanting to not worry about politics. It is a curious phenomenon that liberal commentators openly express disdain for certain groups and then express shock that those groups resent them. And it's not disdain for a group, it's acknowledgement that the group is doing death threats. Right? Like, he's like, oh, so we can't just be white men who do racism and death threats? Look, it's just around children and games. That in this country, you can't just be a straight white male who resents all of the women in his life. And so creates a near re- a, a reactionary movement that forces a woman out of her house and culminates in uh, the Fourth Reich. It's yeah, you really know, upsetting to me that several, my identity is being as a gamer there, American. As a gamer American, you know, just because several dozen white dudes post manifestos online about how <laughs> they can't get laid and then they go murder women, now suddenly we have to like 
take that seriously like, i can't believe it i cannot believe it the feminists are taking over truly they got us all right so he's going to quote mark kern here and we're not going to go anywhere near that because uh no. Why? Because you like Diablo too much? No, because he's your, just your like a, a a cut and dry. No need to mm-hmm. right. Like no, if, yeah. If that's your um your counter argument for right. why actually censorship is bad is because Mark Kern says it's bad. Who boy? <laughs> who boy? You're starting at the bottom. Like <laughs> yeah. Mark <laughs> Kern was a he was like a WoW developer slash Destiny developer. Who it, it like sucks seeing something someone who like did something you liked. Uh, go off the the shit end of whatever but like thankfully he just absolutely fucking tanked like two other projects before that so we don't have to feel that bad it's probably other people making shit happen you know so in the in the millionth color by numbers use of this uh the left won't tolerate the spread of conservative ideas in any part of pop culture except fox news the most successful cable Mm -hmm. channel most major youtube channels with millions of subs uh twitch right reddit well, they did get 4chan twitter yeah so, which weirdly everyone wants to defend now um like only because he's racist like uh, do these people like have they could convince themselves they like his content that's the most absurd thing yeah. to me. it's like yeah because like, when he started, we all hated him for being for like just Gen a, Z a shithead. Yeah, um, yeah, yes, like for not even but like act, like like smaller than that, like well, Gen Gen Zers. But like it was because this was like five right, years right ago. when they yeah. were like babies. Yeah, it was like the twelve year olds. Yeah, like comes out PewDiePie actually a Nazi. Well, he gamers. said the N word, which what showed the fuck? that he's, I love he's really mature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I think it's like also part of that thing where it's like okay, there's that uh, there's that quote. I think it's a quote uh, like um. I think it's supposed to be like Steinbeck. Um, that's like uh, Amer- socialism never took root in America because they don't see themselves as a oppressed uh, class, but as temporarily embarrassed millionaires, which A, I'm not sure accurately uh, depicts Americans. B, ignores that there is actually a socialist tradition in the United States that was largely stamped out. And uh, C, I don't know if it was him that ever said the quote, um, but... I do think that is incredibly true of everyone who has ever made a YouTube video about gaming or like gotten Twitch affiliate. Like all of them will like be incredibly mad when an article comes out that says like this guy makes how much money for getting vi- for for playing f- video games, and then they'll it'll be linked to Ninja. And they'll be like, you know, he also does a he he negotiates contracts with sponsorships, and he and he grows his fan base. And it's like, oh, that's too much fucking money. He's making too much money. You're never gonna make that money. Why like why are you def- caping for this guy? Yeah, it's it goes back to the face tattoo thing. Yeah, they all no. got, they all got their Musk. face tattoos for their. You know, so they could focus on Twitch streaming, yeah. as we said last episode. And now they're just in so deep that they're like, listen, I got this face tattoo. Like, right. I got to double down for for the ninja. I got to a later part in this article where he like goes like full uh, Ben Shapiro white supremacy thing. Well, like uh, Judeo-Christian values. and in, in Very games. much so. Very much so. <laughs> okay. So even a field as liberal as big tech still is forced phenomenal grammar phenomenal grammar even a field as liberal as big tech still is forced by consumer demand to make games featuring the same heroic narratives that have inspired people particularly young men since ancient times so there he's insinuating white men because they were the people who won like the crusades and all the bullshit like Mm -hmm. they were the only ones able to write things because they controlled everything so like yeah this like nod that we have to like nod to traditional heroic models like 
again like women or people of well, color also like that. also yeah. the idea that like all of these stories are like all of our you know like oh our most ancient stories are about like cool heterosexual warrior males yeah. uh dating yeah. back forever and those but it's like dude enkidu and and gilgamesh fucked like <laughs> that shit was gay as hell the red dead redemption series even in america's current pc culture glorified grizzled cowboys glorified grizzled cowboys of the american west assassin's creed features a time traveling lineage of hitmen from ancient greece to the golden age of piracy players do not win games like fortnite based upon victimhood status <laughs> they win by skill oh, alone no, I, 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 they I win by that. skill alone not by the fact that uh, Epic introduced a mechanic in the middle of the game that no one had any <laughs> fucking... <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, just, like, you could just, like, read the words and see where he had to delete white from the middle of the sentence. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, we were glorifying, like, like, the American frontiersman who did a, a one cute and fun genocide and also went to war Two, because you... they didn't want to... Yeah, slavery, but... The oh, Native three. Americans yeah, literally three. genocided. Well, but, I was also thinking like Mexicans, but that's also a lot of a native population. Yeah. Because, you know, they were like killing Mexican civilians and shit. Oh. Uh, you know, these were, we're talking about people going west. We're talking about gamers. But yeah, no, the, you need these. <laughs> in order to tell a heroic story, you need to couch it in this like completely outmoded um shit my dad likes fucking <laughs> yeah like thing. this was this is a version of of the west it's the only way to inspire youth <laughs> this is the version of of the wild west that was sold to us by like cigarette comp- companies in the 50 like yeah, y- yeah no there's one, like there's no real, children real today who look smoke. at lebron james who is oh, like okay. an actual living thor person <laughs> who is too big to do anything but just dominate people <laughs> in the paint like no one looks up to him no one looks up to like a rapper or like a cartoon character no they don't like these are the traditional models that are working yeah for which is weird stuff. because again all of these people just want to be another ninja all right and um of course um no low-key alt-right white supremacy stan isn't gonna make this exact fucking bridge every goddamn time the final paragraph Gaming has, at its core, always been about overcoming impossible odds, uh-huh. slaying monsters, and defending kingdoms from invasion. Ooh, the late, the latest bro. main quest for all gamers is to take back society itself. There you go. Yeah, rest. both the medieval thing, the dragon yeah. thing, the knight thing, the fucking yo, just the every trope. I yeah, need to take, read these. Take analyses. back society itself. It's a fucking is, algorithm. What the like? Yeah. No, I I really Even want racism is an algorithm now. I want like a uh, uh, this is my fa- like okay my like fantasy or ba- the basis of all my comedy is like if we imagine the right had like as deep an intellectual tradition as the left, there would be like a reading of Pac Man where the ghosts are Muslim. <laughs> like <laughs> like that's what I want to see. Like if all games are about this, <laughs> then like a version of exists where it's your kingdom and and the ball is an immigrant like, <laughs> that's what that i need list, to find that's the kind of story that inspires children yeah well, children I mean, need the hero arc or something both of the characters in pong are straight white men <laughs> brick is about <laughs> shouts out to um one of my favorite old nintendo developers snk who made a game called gorilla war <laughs> which I played with my dad a lot growing up and I my dad is like a little right leaning in his philosophy. He's but from Jersey. Yeah, no, I mean he's a he's a a contradiction because he's like 
like a Trump voter and all those things, but like he's been in the Ironworker Union his whole life and has actively worked to create, provide, and train immigrants and minorities on jobs like he's everything he's done has been further left than anything i've ever done right yeah well you but have anyway, a podcast now so that's he is left. he is aesthetically <laughs> like a just like a white man like a boomer white dude right, with right. all those sensibilities but him and i used to play this game called gorilla war made by snk for the nes like gorilla where, yeah like guerrilla like, oh, okay. like gorilla okay. war okay. where you are literally playing as guys who look exactly like fidel castro and che guevara and you liberate the island of Cuba from whoever the fuck the hell by yeah. yourselves. That is the game. The game yeah. is an island shaped by Cuba, shaped like Cuba, where you. <laughs> so you're beat. saying this guy's woke. He's right. He's yeah. games are about protecting your own, and uh, Cuban nationalism is cool. And if you <laughs> can create America a soldier, who can, if you can create a soldier who is allowed to die an infinite amount of times, he can never lose a war. That's, That's how true. we did it. That's how you beat the game. That's I mean, that's the true. Uh, it was very proto metal slugs. You just died a bajillion times on your way to liberating Cuba. Yeah, the Antifa super soldiers were the metal slug guy all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, subscribe to our Patreon. We don't have one. But we should. Did, we should have, we should have made one before they raised the rates. Have they raised the rates yet? Uh, it was like that's at the end question. of some month. It was going to be at the end of May. I think we're bum, fucked. Bum, bum. I don't know. Shit. Make Where right are we going to afford the gear or the uh, editing systems? Help. It's cool. Yeah. Someone, let's just make a Patreon competitor, and then when it falls through, run away with all the money. Called that was Gay-tryon. our original plan. Called <laughs> Game Treon. Uh, anyway, later, nerds. Bye. <laughs>